The New York Islanders play their game and end up with a 1-0 win over the Arizona Coyotes. We've got our key takeaways, our hero and go to the game, and our weekly farm report. All that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank everyone who makes Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we are now also available on SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just do a search for Locked On Islanders. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. We have got a lot to get to on today's show. A big one nothing shutout win for the Islanders. But first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss in a future episode, Feel free to send us an email, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all things Islanders throughout the season, and I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game, so make sure you join me for instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to talk a little Isles hockey, game time, or any time. So, the New York Islanders are 2-0 after two games this season, and I have to say that I am... Very impressed with the way this team has been playing. Uh, and look, you, you look at the final numbers and the Islanders' defense, team defense, certainly got the job done. And that was vital. I mean, you go through the statistics and there are a lot of good things to point to in this uh performance. And I I think the biggest one is obviously the fact that there just weren't a lot of opportunities for the Arizona Coyotes to get rolling. And, you know, the Islanders held them to 14 shots in the entire game. 14 shots in the entire 
game, you're making it easy on your goalie. And yeah, Ilya Sorokin gets his first shutout of the year, always a good thing. But when you only give up 14 shots in 60 minutes of hockey, you are doing something right. And when you add to the fact that they did it without, you know, one of their starters in Scott Mayfield, who was not available for this game, Samuel Bolduc fills in. He only plays nine minutes and change, but Bolduc did what we sort of talked about a little bit on the show yesterday, every day, or as you remember, I mentioned for Bolduc, keep it simple. Go out there and keep it simple. Well, he did just that, did not make any significant mistakes, and just played the kind of game he needs to play uh, in order to earn a little bit more ice time. Was he spectacular? No. But... When you've got a guy like Mayfield who's day-to-day with that lower body injury after blocking a shot, you need to get a steady, solid performance from the fill-in, in this case, Bolduc, and he got the job done. Uh, the Islanders really did a nice job overall. I mean, out shooting the Coyotes 32-14. to That's, you know, more than doubling their shot total. And... Again, you know, in the first period, it was the nelson engvall Palmieri line where, you know, the Islanders had officially 11 shots on goal and Nelson had four and Palmieri had three, so that's seven. Guess how many shots they finished with by the end of the game? Nelson with four and Palmieri with three. Bo Horvat, after having eight shots in the first game, none in this one, but... Look, let, let's focus on some of the good news. The goal, the only goal of the game, the game winner, comes on the power play, right off a face-off. Uh, you know, very good job there, Dobson and Palmieri with the helpers, but a one-timer by Barzal from Alexander Ovechkin's office, and uh, it was enough to beat Vimelka and get the only goal of the game. And then the Islanders just did a good job of making it stick. And, you know, you you look at the numbers in this game and, you know, there weren't too many passengers. And the, the fact that the only goal of the game comes on the power play and that the power play, even on the other opportunities they had, even though they didn't score, that they really did a good job overall uh, of moving the puck and, and, and creating at least some chances, that is certainly very encouraging. I think another very encouraging sign, look at the face-off numbers that the Islanders had. Bo Horvat, 11 out of 16. J.G. Pajot, 11 wins out of 14. Faceoffs. KC Sezikis, five out of six. Uh, you get possession of the puck like that consistently, you're doing a good job. And I, I just think that the Islanders were efficient and smart in their own zone throughout the game. And, you know, one thing that I was very happy with the two more offensive minded defensemen on this roster, Sebastian Ajo and Noah Dobson. Both of them did well in their own zone in this game. And, you know, let's face it, the Arizona Coyotes 
are not a Stanley Cup contender right now. They're probably still a year away from being a playoff contender. But there's a lot of young talent on this team. And, you know, Clayton Keller, always dangerous. Logan Cooley, uh, always dangerous. You know how many shots on goal Logan Cooley had in this game? Zero. Islanders just shutting that team down. And, you know, got to be happy with the, the overall play. And, you know, we mentioned Noah Dobson. Four blocked shots to lead the team. Five shots on goal, an assist on the game winner. That is just a solid overall performance. The identity line did what it was supposed to do. Uh, This team killed penalties when they needed to, including a vital four-minute minor on Hudson Fashing, a double minor for high sticking. Wasn't intentional by any means. He was off balance, but you're responsible for your stick, so the call was the right call. And it was 0-0 at that point. The Islanders, you know, the Coyotes had a chance right there to take over the game and get the momentum and get that first goal. You know how many shots on goal the Coyotes had in that four-minute power play? Zero. And that is the sign of a veteran team playing their game. And that's exactly what the Islanders did. They played their kind of hockey and they won 1-0. And, you know, through two games, and the Islanders are 2-0, and both of these wins have been 3-2 and 1-0. Uh, that is Islanders hockey. And it is great to see this team play their style of hockey, get the job done, and come away with a couple of victories. Now, it gets harder after this. Next game is Friday, and yeah... The Islanders are going to have to go up against the uh, New Jersey Devils. Not an easy opponent. So we'll see, you know, how that plays out. But right now, got to be happy with this start to the season and the way the New York Islanders are playing hockey. All right, we have got a lot more to get to. We will talk about a milestone for Matt Martin. We've got our hero and our goat from the game and a couple of more important takeaways. Plus, uh, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a four-time Stanley Cup winner with the Isles, who kind of gets a little bit overlooked these days because he wasn't a big offensive producer. But boy, did he make a difference for this hockey team. Let's see if you can guess who that is, but we've got all that and more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. 
only available to U.S. customers. Today's episode is brought to you also by Game Time. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Well, Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. One of my favorite features about Game Time, you can see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And all-in prices show you your total upfront so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So uh, let's go to our goat and hero of the game. And the hero of the game is is kind of tough. Uh, Why? Because, yeah, on the one hand, Ilya Sorokin got the shutout, but he only had to make 14 saves in this game. Uh, Matthew Barzal got the game-winning goal, and I'm going to give it to him because he, as the hero of the game, because he really did a good job of getting that power play goal that put the Islanders ahead to stay and really was the only goal of the game. Sorokin would be a close second for me, but, you know, he wasn't tested a lot. And, I, I you know, he made, he had a strong game, earned the shutout. I like what he did today, but I'm giving Barzi the hero of the game. Go to the game, it's tough. I can't really think of one. Uh, He didn't play poorly, but I'm going to give it to Hudson Fashing for his double minor. Again, it wasn't intentional by any stretch of the imagination, but it did give Arizona a chance to get that early lead. So uh, I'm going to make Hudson Fashing the go to the game, but not with a lot of enthusiasm. and, And, you know, I'm really picking him because there wasn't a lot of things that were wrong with this performance uh, that you could single out on a specific player. Now, I am concerned about one other thing. When you outshoot your opponent, like the Islanders did, by a margin of 32 to 14, you have got to, you know, put that team away. And the Islanders let the Coyotes hang around and could not really finish them off because they only scored the one goal. You can get away with that sometimes, but it is a situation where you're kind of playing with fire and you don't want to see, you know, a situation where you don't have the finishers there who can take a game that you're dominating and make it 2 nothing or 3 nothing, uh, where you just have no margin for error. So... To me, that is a little bit of a concern, but you know what? It's a minor complaint when you play a nice 60-minute effort like the Islanders did. I would say out of those 60 minutes, there weren't too many spots where I was like, oh no, this team is getting thoroughly outplayed, can't clear the puck out of their own zone, Uh, they're being dominated. No, 
that wasn't the case. So, yeah, I can nitpick a little bit and say you want more than just the one goal to, to put the game away. But at the same time, to turn it around, I have to say that the New York Islanders played a 60-minute game, played their game, dictated the pace of play. And for that reason, I'm not that concerned uh, about the inability to put teams away. But I will say this, against better teams, it could and probably will be more of an issue. Got to give credit to Matt Martin playing in his 900th NHL game Uh, More than 750 of them with the New York Islanders. Here's what Martin said uh, after practice on Monday. He said, longevity is something I'm proud of. Ten years, about 800 of these games have been with the same two guys, referring to Clutterbuck and Sezikis. The type of game we play, and as you get older, they're trying to replace you if they can because you're more expensive and always trying to get younger guys into the lineup. So I'm proud of how I've held up over the years, uh, they asked, uh, Newsday asked if he had thought about a thousand career games, which means he's got to play another uh, season next year and stay healthy this year. Martin responded, I've never really thought about those things, uh, is what he said. Just play the games, recover, and get ready for the next one. You try to live in the moment as much as possible. 900 is a big number. And an achievement, but in a couple of days, hopefully, I'll play 901. So, a very philosophical Matt Martin. But I got to say this you know, for a guy like Matt Martin, 900 games is really meaningful because let's face it, Matt Martin is one of those guys who is very physical, is going to throw a lot of hits. He, he makes his mark by getting involved. And, you know, he only played 7 minutes, 39 seconds, less than anybody else on the ice. He still had two hits, one takeaway, and defended his teammates when he needed to do so. So, you know, Matt Martin, you think about the physical punishment that he dishes out and takes over the course of any one game, and then multiply that by 900, plus playoff games, plus preseason games and the like, not a lot of fourth-line guys end up reaching a milestone like that. So congratulations to Matty Martz for his 900th career NHL game. I would love to see him get a 1,000, whether it's with the Islanders or with someone else, just because he's a good guy and a good player and a team player. But For now, let's celebrate 900 games for Matt Martin. And if you saw after the game, uh, these two, uh, you know, young girls held up a sign. Hey, Matt Martin, congratulations on 900 games. Can we have a stick? And he did give them the stick. And the look on their faces when they got the stick from Matt Martin was just unbelievable. It was a great little hockey fan moment that they'll probably remember all of their lives. So, Nice little gesture there by Matt Martin to sort of cap off his 900th career NHL game, and we congratulate him on that for his strong play and for, you know, doing his job and doing it well so far over the course of his career. We have got more to get to on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our first farm report 
of the season as we'll talk all things <coughs> Bridgeport Islanders plus our Islanders birthday of the day. Let's see if you guessed who it is. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Hey, Matthew Barzal scores a hat trick. The Islanders win the Stanley Cup. And if you want to win 100 times your money, play daily fantasy hockey on the Sleeper app. These are all possible scenarios for this season, but to have a chance at winning big, you need to play daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. As the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, Sleeper is our top choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. And look, lots of studs to pick from. You want to go Bo Horvat. You want to go Brock Nelson, or maybe you go Connor McDavid, Alexander Ovechkin, Crosby, Kale McCarr. All you need to do is pick more or less on stats for these stars. Choose stats like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Islander fans, 100 times payouts on sleepers, so start paying attention and get your picks right so you can win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL, one word, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See sleepers' terms of use for details. So it's time for our first farm report of the season. I love doing these. We keep an eye on the Islanders' biggest prospects and players who are in their AHL farm team in Bridgeport. And we're going to start off with the season opener where the Islanders beat the Rochester Americans 4-3 to in overtime. Big game for Ruslan Ishkakov. He had two goals Scored the game winner 21 seconds into overtime as the Islanders beat Rochester by a score of 4-3. to three. Brian Pinho, four assists in that game. And Jakob Skerek with 24 saves. Islanders played a very strong game. One goal coming on the power play. Arno Durando gets a game-tying goal late in the third period. And the Isles out shoot the Amerks 42 to 27. So a very solid start there for the Bridgeport Islanders. Unfortunately, their second game of the year, they end up falling to the Syracuse Crunch by a 4 to 2 margin. Jackson Cates and Brian Pinho get the goals, but unfortunately, the Islanders fall and Ishkakov, hey, he remained hot. Two assists for two multi-point games to start the season. And uh, right now, both he and Pinho have five points through two games. Ken Appleby made his debut for the year in goal, made 33 saves. So in this game, uh, the Islanders kind of got hurt by giving up 37 shots while the Islanders only got 33, and that included a 23, excuse me. And the Islanders also went 0 for 4 on the power play. As I mentioned, Ishkakov. And Pinho, each with five points. Dennis Chalowski has three points in two games, a goal and two assists. And then Arno Durando and Jackson Cates have goals. Aiden Fulk, Grant Hutton, and Matthew Maggio each with an assist. So that is how we started the season in Bridgeport. And as we look ahead... 
The Islanders have three games this week. One is their first uh, midweek game, and it comes Wednesday night, tonight, at Providence against the Providence Bruins. That's a 7.05 start. Then they have two home games this weekend, Saturday, 7 o'clock Eastern time, hosting the Utica Comets, and then Sunday, a matinee at 3 o'clock Eastern time, as they host the Hershey Bears. So, again, if you want to check out some of the Islanders' top prospects, you want to see a Matthew Maggio, a Ruslan Ishkakov, a Brian Pinho, head on up to Bridgeport. You can get tickets to the game or check it out on AHL TV. But uh, a one-and-one start to the season for the Bridgeport Islanders and three big games coming up this weekend. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this is, you know, one of my favorites, just an underrated guy and a man who may have had the single greatest year of anybody in hockey history. Yesterday, Tuesday, was the 67th birthday of former Islanders defenseman Ken Morrow, the native of Flint, Michigan, selected by the Islanders in the fourth round of the 1976 NHL Amateur Draft. Spent four years at Bowling Green and then, of course, was on the Miracle on Ice U.S. Olympic team in 1980. Herb Brooks, uh, Mike Ruzioni, the whole nine yards. And Morrow then went from winning the gold medal at Lake Placid to joining the Islanders for the last 18 games of that 1980 season and became the first player in history to win an Olympic gold medal and a Stanley Cup in the first year. And Morrow was never a big offensive player. He scored only 17 goals in 550 career NHL regular season games, had 105 points, but he was standout on defense, 6'4", 205, which in the 80s was even bigger uh, as compared to what it would be today, and he came through in the clutch. His best offensive season was 1982-83. He scored five goals in 79 regular season games. Then he added five goals in 19 playoff games. In the playoffs, 11 goals and 33 points in 127 games, one all four Stanley Cups, and really gave the Islanders, it solidified the blue line defensively when he joined the team. You know, everyone talks about how important Butch Goring was to the 1980 New York Islanders. He was the final piece of the puzzle, but Ken Morrow's addition also bolstered that Islanders lineup and led to their first Stanley Cup win, and he was a big part of all four of them. One of his best games as an Islander, April 10th, 1984, Patrick Division semifinals, fifth and deciding game, Islanders, Rangers at the Nassau Coliseum. It was Glenn Hanlon in goal for the Rangers, Billy Smith for the Islanders, and this famous overtime game winner sent the Rangers home in what was unquestionably the best and most exciting game in this very exciting and historic rivalry between the Islanders and the Rangers. Morrow beating Glenn Hanlon with that game-winning goal at the 8.56 mark of overtime. And if you want to watch just some really unbelievable hockey, watch that overtime period. The game, I believe, is available on YouTube, and it is one of the greatest games 
in Islanders history. So check it out. Happy birthday to Ken Morrow. Still active in the Islanders organization. Good guy. I, I have spoken to him many times. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we'll have the latest updates on Scott Mayfield's injury situation, plus all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as we get ready for a busy weekend of hockey. So make sure you join us for that. Until then, stay safe, everybody. Have a great day. And of course, let's go Islanders.